Welcome to East West Church Online and our online presentation. We want to thank you for joining us each and every week. If you're joining us on Facebook, why don't you take a moment to like and share this message. If you're joining us on YouTube, take a moment to subscribe. And right there at the bottom is there's, there's a little bell. And I want you to hit that because that's going to remind you every time we go live and every time a video is posted so you can stay current with everything that's going on. If you have a chance and you're in the area, we want you to come out to a live in-person service. We meet every Sunday morning at 1015 a.m. Marietta, Georgia. You can see all the information right there at the bottom of the screen. We want you to come out. We want to be one with you. We want to worship with you. And hey, we want, we want to sow something into your life. We want to see you become everything that God has purposed and planned for you to become. We love you. So why don't you take this moment, church, and turn to someone in your room and say, it is going to be a good day. And if you're sitting there by yourself, say this, I know it is a good day. I know. So yesterday, I was in my kitchen, and I thought about this song, and it's a very popular song. We used to sing it all the time when I was a child. It goes like this, and I want my audience to sing with me loud and proud. Are you ready? Kathy, that means you. Okay? It says this, you deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands in worship as we lift your holy name. The chorus, for you are great. You do miracles so great. Watch it. There is no one else like you. Oh, and they repeat it. There is no one else like you. Did you catch that? There is no one else else like you. No one else like you. There's a problem to that. There's a problem with that. You say, wait a minute, that's in the Bible. Well, wait a minute, church, that's written before the cross. I haven't written, I haven't found that written anywhere in the New Testament, that there's no one else like him. I've prayed it, I've sung it, I've said it, I've ministered it, but it has never set well in my heart because I say within my heart every time, Kathy, when I'm praying, wait a minute. The Bible says in John 1, chapter 4, whoever, can you say whoever? Whoever, whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in, can you say in? In, in God, and God, and God abides in him. By this is love perfected with us, so that we have, may have confidence for the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we. You see that? We get caught up singing these songs, but scripturally, God has moved us into a new place. Listen, this message is not condemning a song. I'm not going after a lyric. I want you to stay with me because we're going on a road trip. I'm highlight, highlighting a concept people have that God is great, 
and I am nothing. He has saved me from doom. Watch this. He saved me from doom to wait in doom until he returns a second time and I get my mansion in heaven. Stuck in the Old Testament, no one else like you. When Jesus fulfilled the promise of God and made us his body, his body, one with God. Know this, church, the Old and the New Testament parallel. They run the same course. The Old is done in flesh, but disconnected. The New is fulfilled in spirit, connected. Same God, same word, same promises, but now is perfect in Jesus. You got to stay with me because I'm going to teach you this morning. I believe the entire word of God front to back. Don't be mistaken. I'm highlighting that we may not be receiving what he has done for us on the cross. He fulfilled what was it? He, Jesus, fulfilled what was done externally in the Old Testament and now put us in him. Can you say in him? In him to walk it out in spirit. You are the mansion that you've been waiting for. And I'm going to show you that. You are the mansion that you've been waiting for. Have you ever heard someone say that? When I go to the sweet by and by, I'm going to have my mansion in heaven. Church, you are the mansion you've been waiting for. I'll show you. We will see Jesus again. Don't be mistaken. I believe it with all my heart. But until I do, I am somebody because the I am is with me and I am in him now. Amen? Amen. So, but Ariel, don't try to take away my mansion. Don't try to take away my hope. I'm not taking it away. I'm redirecting your mind and saying you have it now. You have this hope now. You have that mansion now. Kenny, you're not waiting to walk into the mansion. You are that mansion right now here on this earth because through Jesus you have become. Watch what Jesus says about the mansion, Bishop. John 14, in my father's house, whose house? The father's house are many mansions. Father's house. Many mansions. Think about this concept. He said, if it were not so, I would have not told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again. I believe that. He said it, I believe it. I will come again, and I will receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may also be. Listen, but that's eternal salvation. The receiving of the mansions, the receiving of the mansions into the Father's house. The Father's house, so look at it. The Father is a house, think of like that. And unto the Father's house, he's going to receive into himself now mansions. Are you catching me? That's eternal salvation. The receiving, receiving of the mansions into the Father's house. And I'll show you the order of salvation in a minute. But don't be fooled. The Spirit of Jesus is with you now. Can you say now? Now. And you are in Christ now. You're in Christ now. The receiving into the Father's house comes after we live abundantly as mansions here in Jesus. Don't 
Don't forget, you have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Jesus will then take you, the mansion, and place you into the Father. That's where we're missing it. Jesus, I'm in Jesus, but Jesus will now take me and place me in the Father. That's eternal salvation. You're in Jesus now, though, and that's what we're going after. We're not going after talking about just eternal salvation. I want to lay that foundation, though. You're in Jesus now, and Jesus will then place you in the Father, eternal salvation. In Jesus, you are like Jesus. Say, I'm like him. But mansions have to be built. They have to be built. Let's go into the Word of God. New Testament, to everyone through Jesus. 1 Peter chapter 2. Like newborn infants. So you start off somewhere, right? There's a process. Like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up into salvation. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good, as you come to him, a living stone, you yourselves, like living stones, say living stones, are being built up as a what? Spiritual house. That's what it said. So you say, how can you call me a mansion? Because Jesus called you a mansion. In my father's house are many mansions. He's not talking about a place where you're going to go stay and cook. He's talking about you, for you yourselves are like living stones being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in Scripture, behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious, Jesus, and whoever believes in him, Jesus, will not be put to shame. Don't live in shame. So the honor is for you who believe. But those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected, Jesus, has become their cornerstone, a stone of stumbling, a rock of offense. And they, can you say they? They stumbled because they disobeyed the word as they were destined to do. That was Israel. They disobeyed the word. But you, can you say me? But you were a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Can you say I'm a holy nation? A people. You are a people for his own possession. That you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Now. You are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. The Old Testament nation of Israel stumbled because they didn't obey the word. But you who believe now through Jesus are a spiritual house. What was once done in the physical externally, Jesus is now perfected and done eternally, eternally in you. Internally in you. Let's go to the Old Testament. King David writes in the Old Testament. Are you following me? First Chronicles, King David speaking. Okay, let's go to this. King David says in the Old Testament, There is none like you, O Lord. 
New Testament. We know as he is, so are we. We see the, the promise fulfilled. And there is no God besides you, according to all that we have heard with our ears. And who is like your people Israel? Watch, we're going to go like this. Who is like your people Israel? The one nation on earth whom God went to redeem to be his people. Wait a minute, I just read in the New Testament, we are a holy nation. And we now have been, he has now redeemed all who believe. So he says in the Old Testament, who's like your people Israel? Now we are like those people. We are those people. We are a holy nation. They were an earthly nation. But God says, now you are that one holy nation, right? You follow me? Making yourself a name for great and awesome things and driving out nations before your people. David continues to speak. Whom you redeemed from Egypt and bondage and slavery, parallel, we've now been redeemed from death and sin and bondage and slavery to sin and death. And you have made your people Israel to be your people forever. And you, O Lord, became their God. Is he your God? Then that's been fulfilled too for us. And now, O Lord, let the word that you have spoken concerning your servant, in this he's speaking of King David, but the parallel is King Jesus, that you have concerning your servant and concerning his house, will be established forever. Who's the spiritual house? Well, in 1 Peter, it's us. So we are a house established forever. Are you following me? This is good. So David's position was a type and shadow of Jesus as our king to come. And, the, and Jesus' house has been established forever. That's good. And you... Do as you have spoken, and your name will be established and magnified forever, saying, The Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, is Israel's God. And the house of your servant David will be established forever before you. For you, my God, have revealed to your servant that you will build a house for him. Again, we are that house. Therefore, your servant has found courage to pray before you, and now, O Lord, you are God, and you have promised this good thing to your servant. Now you have been pleased to bless the house of your servant, that it may continue forever before you. For it is you, O Lord, who have blessed and blessed the house forever. Let's see the Old Testament type and shadow of 1 Peter. Remember, he was talking about how you are a holy nation, you are a a people, God's people. Let's go to the Old Testament. Let's find that parallel. Exodus 19. While Moses went up to God, what did Moses do? Moses went up to God. The Lord called him out of the mountain, saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob, and tell the people of Israel. He's speaking to Israel. You yourselves have seen what I did to the Egyptians, and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice, obey my word, and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession among all people. For all the earth is mine, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the people Israel. You see it? It's right there, word for word. Now, this Old Testament is a type of what, would be fulfilled 
it's through Jesus. He's speaking the promises in the old. But the parallel, Jesus was fulfilling them now through his body. We come into one with him. Watch this. Follow me. You following? You following? Moses went up to God. Did I not just read that? Moses went up to God, but Jesus was God. King David ruled for God. Jesus rules as God. Israel was redeemed from slavery in Egypt. We are redeemed from slavery in sin. Israel was redeemed physically and given an earthly nation, but they disobeyed the word of God. We are redeemed eternally and made into a holy nation, a spiritual house of God, and the word was written on our hearts to become like the word so that there would be no disobedience in us. It would be written in our hearts. For Hebrews 10 says this, For by a single offering he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified, being built up into a home. That's what he's saying. And the Holy Spirit also bears witness to us, for after saying this, for after saying, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my laws on their heart. I will write them on their minds. Then he adds, I will remember their sin and lawless deeds no more. It's gone. Where there is forgiveness of these, there is no longer any offering for sin. Jesus did it. He did it. Therefore, brothers, listen to this. Therefore, brothers, since we... We have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain that is through his flesh, Jesus' flesh. And since we have a great priest, Jesus, over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. So watch this, church. We're talking about the old is become new. Like the road trip made by splitting the Red Sea for the people of Israel, like the road trip made by splitting the Red Sea as a curtain and brought Israel out of slavery in Egypt, now through the red blood of Jesus, a new curtain was given to come out and become sons of God. Did I not just read that in Hebrews chapter 10? Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter holy places by the blood of Jesus and by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, is that not what he did? He split the sea through the curtain that is through his flesh, the Red Sea, the red blood of Jesus. The New Testament also says, don't you know that when they went through that, that was the first time of baptism, water baptism? That's what he's doing. That's good stuff. Are you following me? Galatians 3, 23 through 29. Now before faith came, we were held captive under the law. We were imprisoned. We were slaves to it. Until the coming faith that would be revealed. So then, the law was our guardian until Christ came. In order that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, has come. We are no longer under a guardian, for in Jesus Christ, you are sons of God. 
You're no longer separate under our guardianship. You're now one with him, right? For in Christ, you are sons of God. You once were disconnected under guardianship. Now you're in Christ as sons through faith. For as many of you who, for as many of you as were baptized, there it is, the curtain, were baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. I love that. You're wording it. You know this. Have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male or female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. So those people that keep looking and saying, talking about that nation, for you are one in Christ Jesus. There's no Jew or Greek. There's neither slave nor free. There's no male or female. You're all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are all, if you are Christ, then you are. Can you say me? You are Abraham's offspring. That's New Testament. You are Abraham's offspring. Heirs according to the promise. Stop se separating yourself and saying that nation. You're the nation. You're the mansion. Can you say this? I am redeemed. I am redeemed. You are redeemed. I am saved. But that's the beginning of this trip. Don't get stuck at the beginning. You need to renew your mind and know that God has saved you and he has made you. The God that has saved you has made you. He made you one with him to be like him now. Now. Right now. Let's end with a story. We're closing. Let's put this all into a story because I laid the foundation. I taught you scripturally. I showed you how the parallels there, how we get stuck in the Old Testament ideas of there's none like you and I'm disconnected from you. And let's go into the story of Lazarus. John chapter 11. Then Jesus, deeply moved again, came to the tomb. It was a cave. A stone laid against it, and Jesus said, Take away the stone. And Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, by this time there would be an odor, for he has been dead four days. Then Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed... Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this on the account of the people standing around that they may believe that you sent me. He had said these things. When he had said these things, he cried out. Jesus said, Lazarus, come out. Can you say that? Lazarus, come out. The man who died came out, his hands and feet bound with linen strips, and his face wrapped with a cloth. He was in his death robes. And Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. Unbind him and let him go. Unbind him and let him go. Salvation 
was only the beginning of this story. Lazarus was called out of the grave, but Jesus didn't say, take your death robes off. He said, Lazarus, come out. It was implied that when you come out of the grave alive, can you say alive? alive. When you come out of the grave alive, Kenny, that you don't need the death robes any longer. You don't need those death robes anymore. So take them off so you can move forward into living. He was redeemed. Lazarus was redeemed from death, but he, yet, he had not yet taken the robes off. So Jesus says, unbind him and let him go. Catch this, church. I'm putting a bow on this, and you got to think about this. you got to catch all this. People say in the church, I'm saved. I'm redeemed. I'm saved. Okay, you're alive, Right? Let's parallel this with the Lazarus story. You're alive. You once were dead. You've been saved. You've, you're alive now. Great. You're alive. But why are you still wrapped in death robes? Take them off. They are not your new attire. Again, people say, I'm saved. And Jesus will come back again and save me again from this bondage. Salvation is the beginning of the promise, of the process and the promise. God has called you out and into living as Christ. Are you following me? Lazarus was redeemed. Are you catching this? The church has been redeemed. We're alive. I see a bunch of people that are not dead anymore. But what's happened is they've not taken the stinky bandages off. They've not taken the death robes off that they've been wrapped of. When Jesus said, come out, it was implied, hey, if I'm going to come out, I need to take this stuff off. But he didn't. Lazarus just hopped on out, didn't he, Kathy? Just hopped on out, and he waited for someone else to do it for him, didn't he? I don't know about you. If I came out and I was thinking of this, I'd be like trying to I'd get that stuff off immediately, right? But no, he didn't. He came out, and Jesus had to say, unbind him. Unbind him. Come on, this is it. This is the last step. Step one, you're saved from sin and death. Salvation. Can you say salvation? salvation. I'm saved from sin and death. That's salvation. You're redeemed. You once were dead, but now you're alive. Step two, walk out my salvation empowered by the Holy Spirit as a living house of the finished work of Christ as sons of God. Step three, I'm eternally saved. Jesus is seen. And he receives his mansions into his father's house. Most of us have heard the word of God and have come alive. But some have not come out of the tomb. You've been saved, but you're still sitting in the cave. And some have come out of the cave, come out of the tomb alive, but have not taken off the death robes. They preach the death robes. They stink of the death robes. Are you following me? Come on, is this good? Because your faces are just like, mm, this is good. So Jesus said, unbind him and let him go. Church, I believe as I'm speaking this and as I speak this again to the live congregation, when I say unbind him and let him go, it's going to be a new day. And it is a new day for you. The scripture says, 
Put on Christ. Did I not read that earlier? That's your new attire. It's no longer bondage of death. It's now bound and, and covered in Jesus. This is your new robes. Come on, it's robes of righteousness, not of, not of death. Galatians chapter 3, I read it. Let's read it again. For as many of you were baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. For as many of you were baptized... Baptism, meaning laid to death in the water. You laid to death in the water of the old man and redeemed through the water into the new life of Christ. He says, for many were baptized, were laid to death, have now been risen, have been saved. Now put on Christ. Once you've been saved, you've got to do something. The bishop's been saying it, right? How, how do you word it? You say, he's redeemed you from something into something. He's redeemed you from something. Now, into something, you've been redeemed. So take off the old robes. Tell your neighbor that. Take off the old robes. You've come out of the grave. Now take off the old robes of death and put on Christ. Lazarus was redeemed, but his robes said otherwise. Here we are. We have been redeemed from death, come out of the grave. Yet we haven't taken the stinky clothes off. I love this. This is it. I'm right on time. The King James Version says this. Lord, he stinketh by now. Lord, he stinketh by now. Church, I'm going to say this with all love in my heart. We got a lot of Christians who have been saved. They're alive. But yea, they stinketh. We have churches that stink of death, yet they're living. Why does it stink? They've not taken off the old, the old, the old. But Jesus said, unbind him and let him go. Church, I want to pray with you. I, I took you through a process very quickly. There's a lot there, but I want you to see this. God has set you free. You are a holy nation. You are that nation, and you are that mansion. Stop waiting for the sweet by and by to enter into a mansion. You are the mansion. We keep waiting for the thing, but you are the thing that God created. You are that. Mm. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this message. God, I believe that it was inspired and given by you. God, there was many things in this that wasn't of me. So, Father, I thank you that as it's been delivered, God, that people are understanding that they're, yes, they've, been saved. They received the living word of God. God, you've become their Christ. You've become their Lord. God, they've been, uh, they've been uh, made free and they've been uh, made alive in you. But God, help us understand that that's just the beginning. Now we got to take off the old, God, and walk into the new and begin to live as you here now and build up a mansion. Build up this house. Father, I thank you that those that are sick in body, God, that that death and that sickness has to come off of them. Right now in Jesus' name, those robes come off your body. Come off our body in Jesus' name. You have no place because the word of God says so. Jesus said so. I thank you, God, that we're healed and we're healed. We're healed. We're set free. We're delivered. God, our minds are set free. Our minds are unbound. Our bodies are unbound. Father, I thank you for your glory. 
God, I thank you that I am like you. God, you're calling me to become like you. Father, I love you. You're a good father. Thank you for this day and thank you for this word. Let no one stumble over it. As Jesus, you are the rock of offense. God, let them receive you and believe and not be offended or stumble. Father, I thank you for this day in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. amen. I love you, church. Again, if you're in the area, come out to 1521 Hurt Road. We meet every Sunday at 1015 a.m. I love you. I'll see you next time.